This is Things You Might Not Have Heard, and we're going to present to you in mere moments nine, yes, we're getting a little chippy today, nine of yesterday's latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture stories. Your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news is us. And we'll have some things that you may have missed in the big time stuff as we're talking a lot of Russia. Some breaking news that we'll get to sort of in the feed going down. But we'll give you some things that you've definitely probably missed that are, you know, interesting. Some of them more important than you think. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, adds a teaser graphic shows. We're going to talk about Fox News and the new Fox News lineup. Uh, all excited about that one. Plus, today we got an extra story in there. So it's nine total stories, eight other stories to get into for the morning. Go to our website this is a conversationproject.com. More details behind the scene of what we do here. It means less yakking about what we do and more doing it here. And we'll, of course, we'll give you some promotion and some ads and the fun stuff at the end of the cast. But give us about 12 minutes and we'll explain all that stuff to you. Now, let's get into the actual newsy news for today. And today, of course, this edition happens to be the one for Tuesday. June 27, 2023. Let's get into the first story for the morning. It reads, headline at least, like this. Idaho, University of Idaho murders. State seeks death penalty against Brian Kohlberger. Prosecutors will seek the death penalty against Brian Kohlberger, the suspect in the gruesome University of Idaho murders, according to a new court filing. Kaylee Gonzalez's family said they were grateful prosecutors pursued the death penalty and appreciated all the support they received. Here's a quote from the family. There is no more deserving than the defendant in this case. We continue to pray for all the victims' families and appreciate all the support we have received. Add the statement from that family, the Gonzalez family. The Ubs are the gun call this family, so I misread that. Uh, but the other four families involved from the four murders are sort of in the same sort of bit. Uh, these are the first ones that have been public about saying they're pretty happy Kohlberger is up for the death penalty. So people pretty happy about the new Fox lineup. Not much actual change, a little bit of a shift. Earlier nights for Miss. Um, Miss Ingram, um, early nights for Mr. Gutfield as well. Fox News announces new primetime lineup with Laura Ingram first, followed by Jesse Waters, Sean Hannity, and Greg Gutfield. So what actually happened? Laura Ingram shifts to the 7, 8, 7 p.m. Eastern slot uh, where Jesse Waters was living. Jesse takes over the slot that was formerly held by Tucker Carlson at 8. Sean Hannity stays where he is at 9 o'clock, and Greg Gutfield moves a little earlier, taking over what was Laura Ingram's slot at 10, 11, 10, whenever these things happen. So so time has now shifted. Fox News Channel has a new lineup and they're ready to go, go, go. This lineup will begin, I uh, believe, next week. And so look for all these things to happen. Uh, Trace Gallagher will, will close out Fox News Channel's primetime coverage at 11 p.m. with Fox News at night. That's what's going to take over the late night stuff. So there'll be still something to sort of combat the Jimmy Kimmel uh, Tonight Show stuff at night, but it won't be so much Greg Gutfield in the prime in the late night show. He's now prime time. Sorry for all the commotion and all that stuff. Let's get on to the next story here. Actually, two stories were squeezed in two because the Supreme Court is wrapping up its court cases before the 4th of July holiday. So they're knocking out a whole bunch of things. Here are the headlines that are from some things we're working on. First one, Supreme Court unfreezes Louisiana redistricting case that could boost power to black voters. Louisiana has a problem with gerrymandering, which everyone has in every state. But Louisiana was looking at a Supreme Court ruling, which it now has, that unfreezes the case so they can actually rule on it that may allow the state to make a 
district that's essentially, you know, majority black, you know, people who have same mean, same mindset, as opposed to splitting them up so that you don't get a majority minority type of situation. Also a case that they already ruled on, they have ruled on letting lawsuits over the team doctor's sexual abuse proceed against Ohio State. This is a ruling that helped out 230 men who want to sue the university or Ohio State University. University of Ohio is another one. Over decades of sexual abuse by the university doctor, the late Richard Strauss, they can now sue the university or at least open up the floodgates for those lawsuits to contribute. Delaware state senator could be first trans member of Congress. Here's an interesting story. Delaware state senator Sarah McBride, who is a trans woman, has announced that a congressional bid on Monday is going to happen. She would be the country's first transgender member of Congress if she's elected. And she says flat out, she's not running to be a trans member of Congress. She's running to be a member of Congress. She's apparently fairly popular in her district, so we'll see how that works out when she actually runs for the big Congress. She uh, is the first openly trans person to work in the Obama administration and served on the steering committee for Trans United for Hillary. So she has that background. Whether she's good enough for Delawareans, whatever you call them, to be their actual center uh, or actual state rep, I should say representative for Congress, we shall soon see. We shall soon see also about ozemic weight pills because they may be on the way. What to know? That was from the thing that we pulled out. So uh, ribelsis, which is a version of the semaglutide, which is essentially what's in the ozemic type uh, medicines that help regulate blood sugar and as a side effect, also helps with weight loss. It really basically, it's a appetite suppressant that helps you just not want to eat. Uh, so the biggest issue with the things is insulin costs a big chunk of money and you got to shoot yourself with a needle. Rebelsis uh, in a pill version could help people take the pill and just do what they're. So if they get more of these things in pills, number one, people having issues getting um, for obesity. And this is basically an updated version of it, a higher dose of it, just for people who are OV, obese, want to work on that, would be easier to get to. Also, it would be much more cheaper to deal with and allow more access to the drugs. Now, the really complicated part about this thing is that they're not actually trying to do this so much for the help of people with diabetes, the, what the drugs are really meant for or the main purpose of it. They're essentially trying to just alleviate some of the pain and pressure from people using the side effect of weight loss to get more on that way. There'll be more buying it for that, but not so much lessening the cost for people with diabetes who need these things. We shall see how it comes down. We shall see how long it takes for this extra strength pill to um, come about on the market for people dealing with obesity to actually get a chance at it. Let's go on to the next story, which has serious actually side effects. No sign or threat from hazardous train that plunged into the Yellowstone River, regulators say. We did a quick blurb yesterday about the train that overturned or actually fell into the river as the bridge fell down carrying various types of not so great stuff like sultan uh, molten sulfur and, and sulfur chloride things like that so far air quality and water quality are fine uh, the biggest reason why no one was really worried about this is because when these chemicals and some of it just you know actual just big heavy fat hot rocks hit the air they pretty much solidify 
because the reason why they're in these containers is to keep them under pressure and keep them under uh, heat so so they're not stressed enough to to you know go like the normal route and so basically they solidified as soon as possible and nothing that was like the um, the chloride stuff got into the water those cars did not break or get into water so for right now all is fine, all is well. Number one, they need to build a new bridge so they can get stuff across the bridge and clean up what's there. And number two, make sure the water is fine. We're having way too many train derailments, as one would probably think. One is more than enough. This is definitely more than one. But we are going to need to see how things are going on going forward uh, with this issue. So chats, AI and chatbots are all the rage. And Meta is trying to use chatbots to do more things for their business to bring people in. The problem is, as the headline reads, Meta's new AI is being used to create sex chatbots. That is, sex chatbots. Uh, so what you're finding is that they're bots that can be a bit more intelligent. They can, they can recognize patterns in speech or patterns in typing, if you will, and then respond back in something that sounds like it should be. AI is mostly just responsive uh, commenting on what you're doing. And so the problem is people are making chatbots and they are talking about sex for people with the open source AI, specifically in meta, particularly here in the story, but all over the place. It's just basically using the technology that people are supposed to be using for good, not necessarily for evil, but let's just call it mischief. Check out the story, read deeper into it, because essentially the notes I have are just various different people talking about their experience with various different bot things and how it's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy, but tis the future. As they often say, technology doesn't really get a big jump into the world until they figure out how the porn industry can use it. And yes, we've not been doing very much in the way of OnlyFans or um, uh, Pornhub type stuff. So I guess this is what you guys picked up on for conversational stuff. We'll explain that literally in one more story how that stuff works. Uh, so watermelon snow, the question is, what is it? The phenomenon turning Utah's mountains pink and red. We got this in there because it was really quick, really simple. Watermelon snow is pink snow, and pink snow is not dangerous. What it is is algae that's causing colorful Utah snow uh, to uh, be called, um, the algae itself is called Chlamydonius hynevis, and it normally lives in dormant cyst form, but when enough meltwater comes down and nutrients, it will be triggered to come out of dormancy and bam, you get that. Enough water has come down to wake up the algae, but there's still enough snow on the ground that it's there. Therefore, the snow is a pinkish color. It's a bloom inside of the snow. Nothing to worry about. It's totally harmless. Not going to hurt anybody. The runoff is just going to run just water and leave the algae where it is. But it is having a great phenomenon. People are getting great looks at things as Utah turns pink. For reasons other than whatever reasons you were thinking about, they turn pink. So get your mind out of the gutter for that one. We're going to go to our teaser story for the day, for tomorrow, if you will. So this is a story we could talk about tomorrow if you deem this conversational enough for it throughout the day. You do this by following us on our feeds on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook. Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. And on Facebook, it is Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project. If you engage in a story, we chat it up. And we're seeing a lot of great new engagements now that Facebook and Twitter have sort of fixed their stuff. They're actually both actually working on new analytics. So some things are being better well represented. Uh, although Twitter has always been a little suspect on what they do anyway. So we will see how that goes. But it looks like more people are getting to see things. If you see this one, engage in it. If you 
like it to be talked about. Trump heard on tape discussing highly classified, highly confidential secret documents. That's the quote that I butchered there, but this is what's going on. Um, I'm watching CNN in the mornings as I prepare for this thing here. And CNN has said the exclusive audio, which obviously isn't so exclusive, but the audio from the transcripts that they use to put the indictment on Donald Trump for his documents and to all ground saying that, you know, I got this document here. It's confidential. I could do classified it when I was the president, but now I can't. Essentially him saying those words and hearing those words out loud and hearing people like, oh, wow, nice. Wow. To show that there's actually a crowd there kind of listening to him as he's holding court is a bit damning. Or is it? Because Donald Trump seems to get out of all these things regardless. We shall see going forward. Uh, but we'll see. We talk about this specifically tomorrow. If you deem this conversation, go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and you can make that happen. Now, let's talk about sponsors. You have to make this happen because we're going to talk about it regardless. Today, we're talking about hostage tape. Hostage tape is the most comfortable mouth tape on the planet why would one need tape for the mouth that is comfortable because it's not for taking hostage it's really just a play on words it's for helping you breathe properly closing your mouth breathing through your nose which doesn't play very well for audio so if you're listening to the podcast this is going to be a very very weird part of the the actual promotion but when you breathe through your nose and breathe properly you'll get better you know attention to to your your breathing better for your health better going on uh, if you're running and you're breathing through your mouth and you're taking shallow breaths, it's not as good and as efficient as breathing through your nose. And of course, if you sleep at night and have issues with your septum and it starts to snore, it's a bad thing. Maybe you don't need a CPAP machine. Maybe you don't need to have surgery. Maybe it's something simple as mouth tape over your lips to keep you from opening your mouth and breathing through your mouth. Try that before you go the big route. Go to this. It's the conversationproject.com slash hostage tape. This is the conversationproject.com slash hostage tape and check it out today. Uh, it sounds silly, but you'll see the reviews for this great product. And it's something that a lot of people are using to save their lives and, you know, save their relationships. The lives part is they're breathing better. The relationships is no more snoring for their spouse. Check it out at our website. Our sponsors page is there for many of the sponsors today. We're highlighting a very good sponsor, one that we have loved and glad we, we got onto that called hostage tape. So let's talk about us for a minute, the Conversation Project. The Conversation Project lives at this. It's the conversationproject.com. We tell you go there uh, so you can see more about what we're doing. Those include various ways to find us. This thing's in three different forms. The things you might have heard, we're live, we're recorded on various platforms, and we have a podcast that's just straight audio. We do weekend updates for all the things and give you a full wrapping of the weekend, understand going there. Uh, we are all over all over weird other social medias. We're on Instagram and TikTok as well, and we're doing our best to spread the word of great news stories and get conversation from all of us. If you are one to think that we're doing pretty good work and want to help us out, go to our sponsors page and visit a sponsor. Make sure you are sharing the videos and the audios with other folks so we get more people in. Please make sure you are going to the feeds and sharing the feeds so there's more engagement there. And if you deem that we are worthy enough for a few pennies our way to keep things going, keep the lights literally on for the show, Stop by the partnerships page. This is the conversationproject.com slash partnerships and see if there's a way that you want to partner up with us, whether it's for a single shot or for a subscription on multiple months. We appreciate what you have to give us. Trust me, any little bit will help as we do this thing. This a lot of work goes into this thing and there's other things pulling my attention that I'd like to bring in more folks who could use 
actual payment for doing good work. We'd like to pay them good money for good work. Give me a chance to do that by going to the partnership page and seeing if there's you can find something. Five dollars a month, you believe it or not, is you know a great healthy uh, push towards getting things on a consistent level. So you may think it's just a little bit of cash here, but uh, you may think you go well. I'm going to pay my money to um, one of those big time guys. Big time guys, you know, they need it. That's that's good. But you know, us smaller folks, we need a little support as well. Help us get to the big time by helping us getting there, helping us at all. So we have done the headlines. We did the promotions. We pushed ourselves a little bit. Let's have some fun. It is time for the fun stuff. Starting off with birthdays for your June 26th. We're celebrating these three people of a list of many, many others, millions of folks born on this day, essentially. But we're going to celebrate Tobey Maguire at 48 years old. The, I guess, the original Spider-Man of the Spider-Spider-Mans, if you will. Um, because, you know, if we, we just saw the, the recent live action Spider-Man where they all were together, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and of course, um, Tom Holland, uh, and there's supposed to be some sort of weirdness of that in, or they're, at least they're brought up in the, um, in the Spider-Man first movie with Miles Morales. There may actually be more Tobey Maguire coming along. There's rumors of that, him popping it back up as well. Khloe Kardashian, one of the, um, one of the, the more, um, Let's say not so very well held Kardashians, if you will, if you want to kind of put it that way. Chloe is the youngest of the Kardashian Kardashians, and then there's the other ones that are Jenner Kardashians and whatnot. Chloe is rumored to not be an actual Kardashian, which we don't want to hear about that. Chloe was burned by Lamar Odom, which has kind of sucked. Chloe Kardashian is, from what I can tell, a very nice, fine woman doing her business thing, just trying to live her life and be famous. Off the celebrity of her big sister who did the sex tape thing. But yeah. Happy birthday to Khloe Kardashian, who's 39 years old today. And while we're talking about people and questionable uh, status of fame, Drake Bell is 37 years old today. Now, Drake Bell, as far as we know, is doing fine. And we probably would have skipped out on Drake Bell, except for the fact that he, you know, having his legal troubles by just sort of being crazy. As we said, we believe he's doing fine from last reports. We, we do know he's dealing with a divorce, so we're sorry about that. But we're going to give him some love today for his birthday, at least. 37 years old today. And that's another thing where you get to kind of sit back and watch your childhood. Or in my case, I was young adult by the time Josh and Drake were on. Watching those guys, people get older, makes you feel a bit more older and get your mortality in line. Today in history, going way back, it was June 27th, but back in 19, I'm sorry, 1859, the melody of the probably the most often sung song in the world, Happy Birthday to You, was composed by Mildred J. Hill, a school teacher born in Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, if you're from Kentucky. So happy birthday. That ear worm is now in your head, and it was born on this day, 1859. In 1967, the world's first ATM was installed in Enfield, London. Now, it took quite a bit of time for this to become technology that we all rely on. In, in fact, you know, when I joined, when I got out of college and was in the military uh, for essentially three, four years, uh, I was still having to go find ways to write checks and get checks cash and get, get, get money. It was not until about three years into it where the, the debit cards became a standard thing and now no one carries cash. It's it's amazing. Now we hit buttons on our phone and send people money. It's amazing how that works out. But 1967, the first ATM installed in London. And in 1999, a 29-year-old woman was arrested for computer hacking in Grafton, Ohio. 
Now get this. After her husband allegedly stayed online several nights until 4 a.m. chatting with other women, she hacked his computer to pieces with a meat cleaver. She pleaded no contest to charges of domestic violence and resisting arrest and was fined $200. Not cyber crimes, but crimes against computers. Literal crimes against computers. Today, on the 27th of June, is Ice Cream Cake Day. Not just Ice Cream Day, not just Cake Day, not just Ice Cream and Cake Day or Cake and Ice Cream, whether you want to go. It is ice cream built inside of the cake. So it's Ice Cream Cake Day. I'm not sure where you're getting ice cream cake from. I've got ice cream sandwiches in the in the freezer at work. So my ice cream sandwiches is basically what we're going to do for this one because I'm not sure where I'm finding ice cream cake today. And a whole ice cream cake takes forever to eat. And that's just a whole bunch of whatever. I'm trying to keep the calories down and whatnot. But today is a good day. And I'm just going to, it's a pretty hot day as well. It's a great day to find some ice cream cake and enjoy it with friends, family, or total strangers if you just got to get the, get the damn thing eaten. Because, hey, you got to get the whole thing eaten. That is true. And one more thing you might not have heard. According to a recent study, Alabama still holds, still holds the title for the state with the most fast food restaurants per capita at 6.3 fast food restaurants per 10,000 residents. This is followed by Nebraska with 5.4 and West Virginia with 5.3 restaurants per capita. That's a pretty good jump. Meanwhile, Vermont has the least fast food restaurants per capita. It's not listed how many that are there. So, this is probably a good reason why people from Alabama, me one of them, are fat. And we're done. That's it. This has been Things You Might Have Heard for Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I want to thank you for being with us for this lovely day and lovely cast. Whether you're watching it live with me right now as I'm speaking the words into the microphone right here or you're watching on a replay on youtube or facebook or maybe you're listening to the audio version and the podcast we thank you so much for joining us for this jaunt through the news every single weekday morning we snuck an extra one in there and i think it worked out well because it looks like we did well on time but if you're missing a story if you engage in a story and you're wondering why i didn't make it there um email me back at jclevelandpain at gmail.com or the conversation inbox at gmail.com and let me know what stories you think we missed and we'll chat up whether it was actually in range and I skipped it and you know I did the extra one today so you know you might be a little really upset if the one you picked was not there or if it's not in range and not not enough response to that we can get into that as well stop by our website for more details on the other things we do how to find us every place else and of course if you think we're doing good work stop by the partnerships page make sure you're staying hydrated Staying limber and staying on task for all the grand things you are here to do in this world. We've got many good stories popping up, including our teaser story on Donald Trump and his um, speaking about the documents he couldn't declassify. We know that's going to be big news all day today on the mainstream news. Will you guys pick that as a big topic over other news or what happens? As we say, you guys do the rundown. You tell me which stories are most conversational. If it's in the range, it's probably in there. If it's not in the range, we'll see what else is there to talk about. Eight stories from the top 15 stories of the day, starting about two, three hours ago, or actually starting at midnight and going to about, about 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. And we'll see how this rolls out tomorrow on things you might not have heard.